Hello, everybody. Welcome back to D&D 404. I am your DM, Tony. And joined with me today are the other three terrible, horrible candies I wouldn't want in my trick-or-treat bag. Fellas, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, starting with the icky, yucky Jared. <laughs> What's going on, guys? Armos checking in. Uh, Yeah, I would have to say the worst candy there is. It's a tricolored, crappy thing. Can the candy corn? No, it's the worst. It's the worst. I hate it. If you get that, you're just like, man. All right, I hate it. What about you, Dan? You're objectively right. It's not good. <laughs> Hi, I'm Dan. I play Minas Pebble Walker, tiny little swarm keeper minotaur ranger. And uh, I, if I was gonna be the worst ever candy, it would have to be good and plenty. Ugh. You fucking Ugh. son of a bitch. God I damn it. Yours. Okay. God damn it. Give me a sec. I just it's, gotta say, uh, I, terrible, I, love right? when, I love when Dan um, puts, he uses keywords when he agrees with somebody. He's like, you're just objectively right. Objectively. <laughs> I, just, I just love the little keywords he throws in, you know? It just sound more um, official. I, I'm also, you know, really sick of always going last because I always get my. <laughs> Fucking shit taken, dude. I always have to switching. think on the fly. Yeah. Um, no, great. My name is Alec. <laughs> I play Drell the Ashborn. I actually really like candy corn. Don't at me. Try it oh. now when you're older. You hated it when you were younger, but I promise you, if you tried it right now, you'd be like, okay, it's not that bad. Good and plenty do suck. If you don't like peeps, by the way, you can also fight me. Peeps are really good. I like peeps um, too. I'm going to go. Mm with whoppers mainly because i had a really bad experience with them as a kid and i fucking can't stand them anymore i think they're gross and when you bite into it it's just empty so i'm gonna go they're empty or taste like chalk yes maltesers all the way i was really scared you guys were gonna say one of my favorite candies which is a very underrated underappreciated candy which is snow caps i don't even know what that is like i (laughs) That's an East Coast thing, dude. They don't have that what? here on the yeah. West Coast. Yeah, it's pretty much like Hershey, not Hershey Kisses. They're like chocolate chips covered with like, I don't even know what the, it's like white oh. sugar, but I don't even know what the white sugar is, to be honest with you. I don't know if it's like some super specific, but man, they the are the balls. best. Uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> They're just like, I love watching movies, like going to the movie theater and get me one of those little overpriced boxes of snow caps. Don't know what yeah. that is. Yeah, yeah. You may have seen him at Goodwill. You might, you may have, you may have. They're ninety-nine cent store. They're very underappreciated, hey, underrated. Chat. Don't in, make fun of my store. <laughs> Run us down, Tony. You know uh, the deal. Before we give you the recap, we got to give you the rundown. And this week's rundown is brought to you by me. And what I'm going to shout out this week is our website. That's right, D D Pod Four Hundred Four. Dot podbean.com and you can find that link in any of our socials that we keep telling you to go to it's in our little like you know link tree that we have or our our you know link tree that we have i forget which site we use but it's in our socials and what that website can can do is that it provides a service it has all our episodes all the platforms that we're available on we have some news on there that's how you get into the discord on there any link that we constantly berate and shove in your face each week it's all on there baby Right. And yeah. if you if you don't have any cool apps to listen to podcasts, no sweat. You could do it right from the website and you don't need to pay anything. You don't need to pay those pesky fees to listen to our podcast because it's available for free 
on the website. dndpod44.podbean.com In our last session, Drell was acting all cool, chilling at the reservoir docks, dual fisting a couple of beers. And as fast as lightning, a thunderous wave as an octopus tentacle reaches out and snatches up Drell and pulls him into the lake. And what should have been a fun session for the DM, me, the DM, turned into a complete fuckfest. Whereas the players proceeded to bully my undead juvenile kraken of like a ridiculous dumb CR. They should not have been able to kill this. I made it unkillable. It was for plot progression and he destroyed it. How? With the help of the town, the bloodshot bandits were able to not only fend off the undead juvenile kraken octopus, but Drell also decided to jump off a cliff with a fucking trident and slain the lake beast. And the session came to a close with Minus having a nightcap with a sapphire dragon board in her hotel room. Bar play the intro. Let's get on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to the world of Humbrea, featuring three first-time adventurers and one very patient DM. This is D&D 404. So we pick up at night, where the three of you are celebrating your victories um, from killing this giant undead octopus. Now, this octopus that you slain was in indeed massive in size. It should have not been that big. You were then rewarded by Para that your insanely expensive room that Armos was going to pay for is now free for your stay. Yes. I got the money back, though, right? Drell was given the money. <laughs> you know, you're not giving any money okay. back just yet, but the money is going to be refunded to you. I already took my so, money back. Drell will make sure that he goes to the front desk and collects it for the group, obviously. We are going to pick up this session the next morning, or depending on what you guys want to do, but... I do want to finish off the night. Drell, you had a pretty fun night, a night that you can barely remember. You're riding on cloud nine from your epic kill, slaying a massive lake, lake beast with your cool ass trident. In your celebration, you also noticed another Goliath that was smitten and brazened by your accomplishments. And the two of you flexed into the night and fade to black as you two flexed the night away. But the last thing you do remember, and the reason why you don't remember the night as well as you may have thought, is because the last thing you remember hearing were some slight jazz notes. Oh, fuck, not again. Oh, God. So that ends your night. <laughs> Almost. Seeing as yeah. Drell was taking a solo quest, you decided to retire back to your comp luxurious room, and you and Reginald decide to hit the head. And as your head hits the pillow... You open your eyes and you see that you have appeared in your pocket realm. The blood ocean waves crash below you. The stone pillar bridge is risen high in the sky. Red thunder cracks in the maroon sky and the looming blue moon leers over you. As you stare out to the blood sea, at the realization of where you are, your vision blackens as you turn around and a ruby red gauntlet grabs you by the top of your head and in a sudden motion you are flung across the stone platform landing prone sliding to its edge you turn around and towering over you is this massive figure with a presence unlike you've ever felt before it's a tiefling burning red skin and horns of a satyr with a tail that rivals a dragon's in size. The tiefling before you is wearing nothing but a shoulder 
cloak that hides its gemstone gauntlet. He kneels and lowers himself face to face, and in a distorted voice says, That understanding is a day honored on your side of the planet. What understand? What? Bro, I've been doing everything. What understanding? By the way, you know, if you need to get me, like, there's better ways to do it than throw me around. Like, I was just trying to get some sleep. Dude, like, the first time I came here, I was like, whoa, this is cool. Now, I'm like, come on. Like, we gotta get- He grabs you by your horn with this ruby red gauntlet and you get a better look at this gemstone fist and it's not a piece of armor he's wearing his giant hand that looks like to be made up of blood shards when he grabs your horn he grabs it so tight that you feel it cracking with immense pressure and he pulls you close feed the Aquilus squeezes harder why feed them who, what? Who's them? Dude, I'm giving you so- I'm As you go to speak, your horn is grasped within his palm, and he slams your head into the marble stone, and you awake in your bed, sweating with a heavy weight on your chest. At this moment, it's in the dead of night, and you have suffered three points of exhaustion. Ugh! What? That heavy weight is Reginald sitting on your tummy, and he presents you to you- Handful of blood shards. They, uh, he must be satiated. He nudges a handful of blood shards to you. What? I'm so confused. I love blood shards. Why did we go through all that? Uh, my God, this is this is too much. Can you get off my chest? It, it it's a little much right now. He makes sure you grab the blood shards, mm -hmm. and as you grab them. He then hops off, and you feel your bones ache as you're suffering from this exhaustion. Mm -hmm. What are you doing? How, uh, well, I mean, I'm counting how many blood shards I got, I mean, because... There's about six or seven of them. Ooh, six or seven? Like, I can't count that much? I'm, I'm, I would be specifically, I'd be like, <laughs> one? There are seven blood shards. One for you? One for me. Okay. I need to get that book. I'm looking around. I'm like limply looking for my good old book. And uh, before I I know it, it appears in my hand. That's what it does. <laughs> <laughs> it does just do that. It does just whoosh, appears in your hand closed as the gem begins to glow as the presence of nearby blood shards. All right. So I take all the, uh, I lay the book on the ground and uh, I have Reginald help me uh, grab the, uh, the blood shards. And I have Reginald put put one on there, seeing if it maybe has a different effect. And then uh, after... There isn't an effect, but he doesn't do anything. He waits for you to do it. Uh, yeah, that's what I thought. All right. And then I, I take them all in my hand and just jam them as hard as I can into the, the book. The begins book. to absorb the blood shards, as they always do, where its energy dissolves the shard and it goes, absorbs into in the book. And with that, that is where your night ends. Do I still have exhaustion? We'll find out tomorrow morning, bud. Son of a... Oh, man. <laughs> Menace. <clears throat> you... <laughs> 
you went to Para's room because she gave you directions. And innocently enough, you went there without thinking. Para opens the door and this Sapphire Dragonborn is wearing a silk nightgown. Shows off the scales just perfectly. And she pulls you into the room and shuts the door behind you. And that is where you know it left off. We're gonna continue inside that room. And Para, as quick as her, as quick as she pulls you in, she locks the door. She looks through the peeping eyeglass to make sure nobody was there and you haven't been followed. Then she turns around and she goes, <sighs> finally we can speak. Yeah, got your message, lady. I'm glad you did. Come over here, come with me. And she walks into the room and this room is beautiful as the owner of this tavern she has the best room with the best view it is up on the fourth floor with you and it has like there is a giant bed in the middle of the room which should be like the living area but it looks like she made the living room area her bedroom and the bedroom part of this uh suite looks to be closed off like you can kind of see if, like the door's cracked open this has like a pink light in there uh has like these sweet smelling aromas. It's like a little weird, but uh, she brings you over to the main point of the room. She sits you down at the table and then she pours out a couple of glasses of ale. And she slides one to you and then she chugs one back and then she pours another for herself. <sighs> Thank you for meeting with me here. Cause now we can finally talk about some business. Absolutely. As soon as I saw that note, I knew that business was in order. I brought my magnifying glass and my journal. Let's have a chat, shall we? Absolutely. So, a friend of ours, a common friend, um, said you might have you might be passing through here. And who? Kemi Joe? I don't. I don't think I'm familiar with Kemi Joe. Was it the snake? Uh, snake? Must have been the snake. I don't think it was the snake. I don't know any snakes. No. no? Auric. Mm, never heard of him. Hmm. Oh. Oh my gosh. Uh, uh, was it uh, that bugbear that like we kind of had a thing back like like uh, a few weeks ago and we thought we could be friends, but we kind of like I hit him in the nuts and then it didn't go so well. Was it that guy? Uh, no, but I feel bad for that bugbear now. She goes, does the name Treus ring a bell to you? Treus. Over from the town of Dilmore? Yeah. And he kind of, Menace kind of gets up and he looks around, <laughs> looks out the window. <laughs> He's like, I'm just making sure nobody's listening to us. Yeah, yeah. I might, uh, I might be one of Treus's best friends. What do you want? So, me and Treus go back a ways. And... Ah, me too. About a week and a half. <laughs> uh, safely for time's sake. It's probably been about... Since I hold about a solid two weeks have have passed. Two um, weeks <laughs> since you met him, yeah. So she goes. Oh, he sent he sent me a message, and that you might be stopping through with your with your companions, and to give any aid. And well, he said that you're the perfect out of towners to request help from. It should arise, and it just so happens that well, if Treyus vouches for you, then. I have to believe him and take his word on it. And I do have a request. A request? What kind of request are we talking about? I'm sure, as you might have known, it has to do with that lake beast that you so heroically beaten. Oh, so do we, like, already complete the quest? 
No, but it's just one of the many pieces that is pieces of the puzzle uh, that seems to be going on around here. Uh, and she takes another yes. swig and she goes, I don't know if you are familiar with this part of town, but Lelouch, the owner of this of this land, is uh, he's in a bit of trouble. He's being held hostage, ransom, being blackmailed by some Red Dawn cultist members. Oh, oh God. That's not good. On his own farm? Oh my. It seems that in the days uh, before, about a year ago, when it wasn't so illegal, um, well, Lelouch got wrapped up in selling blood shards on his own. And those who seek blood shards aren't the most savior of people, and he got mixed up with, um, well, some really bad ones. And the, uh, the cultist member he got wrapped up with is actually pretty high up in the ranks. His name is Julius Kendrick. We believe that he's hiding out on the farm and he's using Lelouch and his renown to make people, big citizens and workers of the farm, overlook some things. He's getting away with some shady dealings and Lelouch is just looking the other way. Lelouch and the pastor of the chapel of the gatherer here are both succumbed to his whims. He threatened that if Lelouch or the pastor try to reveal their knowledge or whereabouts and loca locale, they will inform the queen and the queen of Aramor is not very forgiving to anyone who's dealt with blood shards before or after the ban. And given the state and the importance of this farm and how it feeds and supplies all of South Trillis, well, if something would happen to Lelouch or the farm, well, it could affect all of South Trills as we know it. So we need this problem handled eternally. Oh, man. Well, uh, gotta be honest, we're kind of uh, on vacation. As many people are here. And she takes another drink. But... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I will talk to the guys. I mean, listen, this... I mean, this farm has sent plenty, plenty of vegetables and crops and animals over to my tribe. So uh, I would hate to see anything bad happen here because we'd be, uh, I think, just about as screwed. So <laughs> this question may sound silly, but are the three of you familiar with blood shards? Yeah. Uh, why do you ask? May, may, no, yeah, no. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> that lake beast that you fought, well... Yes. What It didn't just happen to wander here. Octopuses don't get that big. Not to mention just magically come alive. After getting a closer look, that is no doubt but the deranged, as if necromancy isn't deranged alone... Uh, this was some empowered necromancy and such power has to come from a serious source there has to be a major source where this power could be harnessed from to summon a beast that strong and we believe that well Julius given his rank we believe that the well somewhere within the within the farm that there's a pylon so when she says pylon you start to put some pieces together and it's like, well, what's a pylon? Somewhere within the farm, we don't know where it is yet, but Julius will need to know. He's harnessing the power of a pylon 
to raise the dead. Oh God, you mean kind of like what happened back in Dilmore? Something like that, but the there was no pylon in Dilmore. Uh, at least that's what Treus has claimed since last we spoke because- Yeah, I've never even heard of the dang word pylon. I mean, I mean my friends, well, bullies rather, they piled on me all the time back home, but that must Ooh, be sounds rough. Sounds rough. It was a, it was a bad, not the best time. Imagine a pylon being an empowered blood ore vein. Oh, it shares an immense pressure to it. It's massive in size. It's usually hidden away within a mountain. Listen, I don't claim to know about these pylon things. Why don't you get to the point? All right. What do you, what do you want us to do? Because we're, we're already kind of trying to figure things out around here. I mean, we just killed the dang thing. We're on our, our own adventure tomorrow. So what what can we do to help? And I'll, I'll talk to the guys and see if I can wrangle them up and uh, maybe, you know, get to business. We need you to take care of Julius Kendrick. So just like find the guy? Uh, well, we need you to take care of him. So like when you say take care of... Bring him to justice. B beat him up? I prefer if he was in the ground. Like a prank, like we bury him so it's just his head? Like dead, slain, like the octopus that you fought before. I get goat flashbacks. Yeah, that's a possibility. Um, I'll talk to the g the gang and we'll see if we can. Uh, um, uh, yeah, where where uh, <coughs> where where would I find this uh, jambalaya guy? Jul, Jul, Julius, is that it? Yes, his name is Julius. He's a lector of the Red Dawn Cult, a leader. And we believe he's hiding somewhere within the ranch. And I believe Pastor Lero knows of his location. Now, we don't want to raise suspicion at the end of the week. At the end of every week, there is a mass at the Chapel of the Gatherer where we go and praise uh, our, our goddess for our harvests and bounties, and we thank her for all that she's given us here on the farm. And he holds a service, and I believe if you go to the service, and then after the service, you speak to him. I believe he might he might be willing to help us. All right, well, I will consider everything you said, and uh, maybe there is a way we can help. What, uh, uh, Darrell's gonna ask, so I gotta ask. What's in it for us? What's the reward? What would a service like this worth for you uh and menace's head is just like friends 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 <laughs> hey 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 axes axes we can axis. do for a slain lector of the red dawn cult and you get the context clue that lector is a ranking yeah. of someone who's higher up a, a like a captain uh so to speak we'll give you ten thousand gold <laughs> he spits out all of his ale. He took a little sip and. <laughs> oh, sorry. Is that too strong for you? <laughs> she, no, get, I, she gets another I, glass and then oh. pours out some blueberry oh. wine and then passes was over. Like, to like, oh, no, it's like this is for our. You know when you're expecting water, but then you 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 know uh, you drink uh, orange juice. And it's it was that kind of <laughs> that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, that's about our normal rate for lect lectorals. So. Uh, when we uh, when we uh, take care of that lentil, I'm gonna you will uh, be back for that. Yep. All right. You have a good night. And minutes like runs. Wait, wait. Starts running. She uh, what, gets what? up <laughs> and 
closes the door as you go to open it and she goes there's just two more things and then she gets like a little close yeah. and gets friendly again she goes well here's the thing there's yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. of eyes and ears on the farm uh-huh, uh-huh. we don't know who's who we have okay. some suspicion but just like Dilmore, sure, there sure, are sure, people sure. on the cover i need you to do me a favor i need you to lay low until lay the service low i yes am the best <clears throat> at laying <clears throat> low so enjoy the town enjoy the farm be a tourist she gets closer to you and she goes be a part blend in if you don't do anything out of the ordinary take your time figure out what your next move is but wait until the service and she goes and i apologize again for luring you to my room however to keep up appearances you cannot leave until morning uh-huh you got like uh uh got like a guest bedroom in here well, you can use the couch as the other room is preoccupied. And then you hear a male's voice from the other end. Oh. <laughs> hey, Paro, what's taking so long? Is that a who's out there? And you hear a very familiar voice. Familiar voice. Right. Paro goes, you, you recognize me. You can't put a name to it. And Paro goes, oh, one second. One second, Jack. I'll be right in there. And she looks back to you and she goes, well, I'm going to need you to stay here for the night. I I'm fucking gonna need knew you it. to move aside and I bust through the door. Uh, is that what you, you yeah. bust through the door? And in a pink glowy room on a round bed with a couple of mirrors, you see Jack, as you know him, Bosinki, oh, like handcuffed. He goes, Whoa, 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 what is this? I didn't know you, you were bringing a cow. I, 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 I have one rule. He's in like just his bloomers and he's like, I had one rule, no cow. This guy doesn't like my kind, and I'm not even a cow. I'm a bull. I'm a bull, like a a, a bull person. I don't know how to explain it. Check, check, check. Listen, listen, listen. He's just a friend. He's just a friend. All right. He's just spending the night because his room. So we have to take care of his room. Okay. So he's just gonna, he's just gonna hang out in the other room. He's not gonna get in between us. And she closes the door and she slowly pushes you out. And she goes, "Watching you, Jack. I'm watching you. I do the little like." Yeah, I'm watching like, you too. And he's doing like the, he's doing the eye thing too with his feet, like he's trying to look at Ew. you. Like he's doing. Oh, it I hate this. With his toes. Oh, I hate this. I'm not gonna get to yeah, sleep watch, anytime soon. Yeah, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I ain't getting to sleep anytime soon either. Trust me, but trust me, but. And he what? raises his eyebrows at you. What? Why? You guys playing like dragon chess? <laughs> <laughs> you. She closes the door. Make it a little loud, but we need Julius taken care of, and I. We believe that he has access to one of these pylons. And I believe that pylon has a connection between the mutated beasts that we've been seeing around here. Like the octopus, the lake beast that you just fought. Talk to your companions. Come to a decision. My offer stands. Enjoy anything you see in my room. Help yourself to the mini bar. Everything is free. She walks yes. away. She goes in the room. Some horrible, unmentionable sounds occur. Some hardcore dragon chests as that scene fades to black. And the last thing you hear while you're... Why does he sound like a cockatrice? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> Just really weird laugh. What, can I, like, inspect the room, I guess, before I go to bed? Um, As you inspect the room, it looks like a very fancy room, but you don't find anything of note here. Okay. Just a lot of, like, different... It looks very clean, but very lived in. 
and there's a lot of different types of alcohols but like there's tons of this ale that they sell uh at the ranch and you overhear noise coming from outside and you hear like some citizens some of the townsfolk partying into the night be like is that a mouse with the saxophone and that's where your night <laughs> ends <laughs> oh god morning comes and uh you leave the room and you couldn't over you couldn't help but to overhear that Jack's last name in this scenario was Coitus with a K. Jack Coitus. So you go he back. Said to, that. He said that. I heard many him say times, with a K. Many times, many times. You heard many, <laughs> many weird things that you never wished I to repeat. I heard not much after I put the cotton swabs in my ears. <laughs> <laughs> you oh. go back to your room. Almost you awaken. Uh you are no longer exhausted, but you are kind of shook from what you experienced last night. Drell, you come back to the room with a moderate hangover, um, but you're able to hold your liquor. It's probably because you were drunk as a mouse uh, within the night. And you come back and you're just like walking off a headache. Uh, Minish, do you relay the information that happened with Para? Well, I almost forget to tell him all the important information as Armos and I are going off about Jack Bull coitus. <laughs> Absolutely. It was I want him, I swear. I'm looking for him. I'm looking down every hall waiting to wait till I find this guy. Wait, that guy didn't die? <laughs> That's what I thought too, but no, he's uh, alive and uh, alive. He's alive. <laughs> I wanted to ask, um, did you want to take Para's advice and lay low until this um, service happens? Or did you still want to take the tour? Wait, wouldn't the tour still be laying low? That is true. It would be. But uh, I just want to know if you want to take the tour or not. Because you guys wanted to see if this, what the yeah. goat was saying I, was true. I think we're, yeah. I mean, I Definitely think we're still playing on the tour. tour. <laughs> we bought the tickets. The whole reason yeah, we're here waste. is to get the dang lantern stuff. Not slay a damn giant squid. Not do anything with some crazy dragon but if we see jack bolsinki that dude's going down but we're here to get the dang lantern oil wait yeah uh menace did you ask her about the lanterns or bando Boris or anything uh i tried to but i uh uh she had some business to attend to in the middle of the night honestly i'm not sure but uh there were a lot of uh, like like cockatrice noises and like I don't know Jack kept saying something about step on me step on me and I they must have been practicing their fighting so uh, 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 uh. The laughs echo through your head uh, 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 uh. step on me uh, 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 uh. <laughs> all right um yeah no but I think we still do the I think we still do the tour for sure oh I'm ready to tour <laughs> You see, Minus has a fanny pack on now. Okay, so it is the next day, and we're going to continue as normal. Fellas, the tour is in the afternoon. It's morning. You're eating breakfast. What do three of you like to do? I mean, I think Minus got up early to go look at, just go look at the animals at the ranch. <laughs> so what, what, uh, what, you wanted to go to Lelouch's ranch? Where the Buzz, Buzz Guzz has the bugs? Yes. Minus would like to go to Buzz Guzz Ranch. So you can do this before the tour starts. You have enough time to go there. Look around and then come back. Mm, yeah, yeah, sure. I think, yeah, I think at breakfast. Yeah, why not? Gotta yeah. get that morning walk in. Yeah, I was gonna take a quick jog over to the uh, that Buzzgus Ranch. You know, get my 
calisthenics in and, uh, you know, kind of just see a little more of this place before we head over to our tour. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So the three of you eat a quick breakfast as you wake up early and head over to Buzzgud's Ranch to enjoy some of the sights and laying low, as mm -hmm. Paris suggested. So you guys take a carriage over and there's a bunch of people also going that way as they're sightseeing. Some people go towards Lelouch's Ranch while you walk over as you ride over to Buzzgo's Ranch. And the environment quickly changes as the lush green trees and grass around you quickly turn to desertous mountains, small sandy hills, rocky plains. You don't see any buildings until the the stagecoach driver says, all right, here we go, Buzz Guz Ranch. And in between these sandy rock type mountains, you see an entrance. And the entrance is sand in color. And it looks like it's all, like everything looks like it's made of sandstone. All the buildings are actually huge tents that blend in with its landscape. And the environment itself is not that big like you could kind of see everything from a glance but as you walk around you see these um holes in the ground and you hear a lot of bug sounds all these different types of bugs and the closer you look you see all these bugs camouflage on the sandy rocks spiders caterpillars centipedes bugs you've never seen before very exotic looking things but you don't see any workers you just see a bunch of tents and then there is a large tent and you hear one person inside and he's buzzing. I uh, fucking hate bugs. Oh, really? Oh, man. Yeah, I grew up with they're bugs. They're so gross. Oh, what are we Crawling talking about? Look at that spider. Shit. That spider looks majestic. Yeah, no thanks. No thanks. Trail, you look over. There's a sand spider like on your shoulder. It is massive. It's a hairy tarantula. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like this place. Arbos, was this what you were talking about with the bugs, the, the market? Uh, we were in a market, yeah. Baylor was in the market for bugs. I'm not putting this in the suggestion box. It's not happening. It's not, it's not happening. This is gross. This is gross. I hate bugs. Hey, come here, little buddy. I take the spider and kind of just put it back on the ground. <laughs> Push it. What are you talking about? It's not doing any harm to you. You look, there are no trees around. It is all just tall, thin uh, spires around and you go over to the main tent and when you walk in you see this giant chasm in the middle of the tent that looks like it goes down it has all these pulleys going in and the pulleys are lifting these large uh, these large crates of supplies and they're lowering it in and you see one creature there that sticks out and that creature is still a bug but is actually a thrycrin a thrycrin is a bug race. So you see a Thrycrin in the middle of this tent and he has a tattered lab coat on. It looks very dirty, very dusty. Uh, he has, it looks like a insect that stands on his hind legs with four arms with a very ant-like face. His eyes are beady and yellow, hunched over a table and you see that there's this um, dead insect, an insect that you three have never seen before. And he looks like he's working on it and he has like these big glasses on it. He's like zooming in. He does not notice that you're there. What the three of you doing? Uh, killing it with fire? Uh... <laughs> As the three of you are looking at what's happening, a 
spider slowly lowers itself from the top of the tent next to the strikers ears and you don't hear anything but he looks up and he looks over and he goes visitors and he's still two of his hands are still working on what he's doing and he but the majority of his torso is facing you he's like hello visitors i've never seen you here before how can i help you oh we were uh we we're just kind of I don't know, taking a look around, getting the lay of the land. Is this like a bug zoo? What is this? Ah, uh, it is a, it is Buzzguz. I am Buzzguz Ranch and all around me is Buzzguz. Everything you see is Buzzguz. That spider you see from the ceiling is Buzzguz. The bug on the big man's shoulder is Buzzguz. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Get it off. Girl, just, just put it on your hand and just Get like it put it on the ground. Baby, <laughs> I'm like running back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, be careful, be careful. The ants, the worker ants below you are are very precious to me. And it kind of hurts every time you kill a bug. I'm not gonna lie, we're connected. And he goes, and you see his antennas moving on the top of his head. How can buzzers help you? Oh, well, we were just gonna look around at all the bugs. I did realize my buddy here was afraid of them, but uh, I just wanted to kind of look around. How are you guys not afraid of them? <laughs> Let's, let's walk about being afraid of bugs. And he hops over to Drell and you hear him like clicking and it sounds like his exoshell is constantly breaking like like cracked knuckles. And he like looks up at you, Drell. He's very hunched over and is, he has no pupils. It's just like big yellow bug eyes staring right up at you. Where are your eyelids? Oh, buzzguys don't blink. Buzzguys always aware. Buzzguys. Drell's just like uncontrollably blinking over and over and over. Well, this is Buzzguys Ranch. I sell and buy exotic bugs. All right. I think we've seen enough here. Uh, do we need any bugs? I don't think we need any bugs, right? Yeah, Menace. Uh, Menace, you ready to go? Cool. Sounds good. Right? <laughs> Menace, you're good? You got everything uh -huh. you need? I mean, I'm just gonna do a walk around uh, and then I'll head out. <laughs> okay. I'll meet you back. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll make sure Joe gets out of here with, with uh, you know, no problem. Ah! All right, we're going. We're out of here. <laughs> Buzz goes, goes, yes, look around. And the tent is rather big, but you can see that this is all there is to view. And Buzz goes, goes, well, mainly we just buy and farm bugs here, and that's all that Buzzguz does. He studies. He's a scientist. He buys scientists. Cool. All right. So if I He's... need to know anything about bugs, you're the guy. I am the bug. Cool, cool, cool. Buzzguz. Best bugs. Do I see you any, like, like uh, flying bugs around? Is it a variety? The, any type of bug you could think of it's just like living and loving life here uh there are some bugs behind cages and one does stick out okay and it looks like it's trying to get out of the cage so what does it look like it looks like a mix between a giant ant and a scarab it has the same face of a thrykin a little bit and it has massive antennas and the more, the closer you look at the cage, the cage is not made of any types of metal. It's made of wood, really high quality wood. And the netting around it, like the bar, what, what would be barbed wire, is actually like this very strong silk. And it's like trying to get out and the, the net is um, holding it in place. It's bending, 
but it doesn't look like it's breaking through and it's trying to eat it, but it's having no luck. So I had it on my way out. Uh, I, I do, I do kind of show Sid around though. I put Sid on my shoulder. I'm like, oh, Me? Sid, look at it. Look at these Me? flying bugs. Those are cool. Me? What do you think of those flying ones? Me? Uh, Sid looks at you and then looks back at the flying bug and then looks at you and starts to vibrate. He goes, and he vibrates on your shoulder. Uh, Sid? What, what was that? <laughs> and he's gyrating with you. I start to look at all the other mini Sids all around. And you look down and you realize you're a little bit taller as your feet are not touching the floor. Oh. Sid, what is this? <laughs> I look down 10 feet off the ground. <laughs> What's uh, happening? You see Buzzguzz is now ahead of you and he has like these long, gross ant wings. And he's like, oh, Buzzguzz have buzzy flying buddies. Uh, uh, I think I got flying buddies now too. Oh my gosh, Sid, when did you get wings? <laughs> <laughs> and he's just vibrating and you look closely and he has tiny bug wings. <laughs> like just little tiny ones. Little, little tiny bug wings. <laughs> Menace, you have a new ability which allows you to levitate. That's correct. It's a uh, ranger ability, swarmkeeper ranger ability. Uh, writhing, writhing swarm, I think it's called. Okay. Where with a bonus action, I can, uh, for a whole minute, I get a flying speed of 10 feet. Interesting. <laughs> we, we mess around, flying around for a bit, and on my way out, I do a uh, real quick cast speak with animals and go talk to that bug in the cage. That bug looks at you and it doesn't really understand you. Um, as you try to speak to it, you're starting to think that it's not a normal insect. No, there are no normal insects here, but as you, the further you investigate it, try to speak with it, it definitely falls under the category of a monstrosity. Oh. And then Buzzguzz comes over and he goes, ah, yes, yeah, a peculiar one we've been finding around here lately. You haven't really seen them around these parts before. Started, you know, miners come across them every so often, but we've been seeing some more. I wonder if a nest was disturbed. Oh, can you, can you tell me more about this before I head out? What, like, what's mm, its deal? So this is a... We call this a rust bug. Oh, God, Tony. If we run into rust bugs, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, rust bug. Oh, what does it do? Like what? No metagaming. No, <laughs> I'm not. Uh, its favorite food is metal. Oh, man. So iron. like iron and metal oh, that's crazy so be be careful around these things with your metal objects gotcha yes, yes. do they have any weaknesses or Not anything metal. else you can tell me about them no they're just nuisance they 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 die pretty easy they look they look worse than they are ah, all right good to know hey uh pleasure meeting you uh happy uh ranching with your bugs here i i love oh i love the sand spiders by the way absolutely beautiful oh yeah it's my favorites drill shivers somewhere <laughs> Off in the distance. Oh my god! I pop back out. So I'm like, all right, guys. I saw what I needed to saw. I kind of flew around a little bit. Uh, Sid can fly now. Uh, uh, what? Yeah, Menace, <laughs> you reconvened with Arnold and Drell uh, back at the carriage as the stagecoach comes around and picks up the probably the first three tourists that uh, Buzzgoods Ranch has ever seen uh, in a while, and picks the three of you up. 
and you can continue back to where you're going. After that, uh, I'm going to need a drink, and we're going to go to Ice Brew again and uh, <laughs> drink until it is time to... <laughs> oh, yeah, because it's close, right? Yeah. So the three of you go hop on the stagecoach, and with the with Ice Brew Minyards as your, look, as your destination... About 30 minutes go by and you make it to the vineyard and you start seeing all the tourists start drinking early. It's getting closer to the afternoon. People are having like a like a brunch, you know, bottomless uh, ice brew mimosas, if you will. And you see all <laughs> the the older crowd getting and day drinking. I love it. <laughs> uh, as you're day drinking, uh, Minish, you look down and you see a goat. And he goes, is the deed done? <laughs> My friend. Well, I'm not speaking to animals. So. My friend. <laughs> but it's the goat. I remember the goat, right? Oh, it's 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 the goat. Yes. <laughs> why is that goat just <laughs> really looking at you? The Super <laughs> I just lie. <laughs> I just give him a nod and just lie. <laughs> like it's. Yep, I did Bruh. the thing. <laughs> you did you, what? What did you say? This good. And you see him oh. walk away <laughs> suspiciously. <laughs> oh, I left some hay uh, at his station yesterday. When? I went for a night walk after talking to my friend. Oh, okay. All yep. right. Well, you guys ready? <laughs> <laughs> Just act like it's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yeah, yeah, let's go. All right. It's going to be a good tour, guys. <laughs> so some time passes and you guys partake of some drinks and maybe you have some extra food and you start hearing, um, you hear a bell, a handbell ring in the distance and you see a line starts to form at the information booth where almost bought you three tickets. Um, and you hear a dwarf go, all about get ready for the tour of the ice blue minions. If you don't have a ticket for today, you can always get one for tomorrow. Greatest tour in all of Lelouch's mine in vineyard. And you see people get up from their meals and, and from drinking, and they start to get online for the tour. And you see a couple of tour guides, and they all have like a big pin that says, I love touring. And those are all the tour guides, and they're all wearing the same outfit. Uh, and you, they're like getting people ready to go. Drell walks a little bit fast because he wants to be first in front of the crowd. <laughs> he, it's not running, but it's really, it's obviously fast walking. Taking advantage of his height, you know, <laughs> those long legs. There are about five tour guides with you. And like, there's like two in the front, one in the back, and then one on either side. And there's about a group of 20 people with you, mostly dwarves. And they're just, they look like older dwarves. They're here, they're drinking and having a good time. And they're just like commenting and everything. And the tour begins. And the tour starts out, um, the tour starts with the town. And the town part of the tour is a bit long as it starts to, as the tour guides start to explain on how the town works and what their main cause is and what they do to make money. And they talk about the family that owns this part of the ranch and they say ah yes the ice brew minions owned by the ice brew family which came all the way traveled from the frigid north to settle down here to find the best mountains for the greatest blueberry ale that you are drinking today these mountains that you see that shadowed over us produce some of the finest 
blueberries you have ever seen. And he, and the tour guide shows one of the blueberries and it's a massive blueberry. It looks like a blueberry and a rock had a baby as it has like a hard shell and it can fit into the palm of your hand. About an hour passes of that and you guys finally reach the caves. And the cave has a overarching cave entrance and there are several uh, railroad tracks going in and out and you see these dwarves pulling and pushing these giant minecarts full of these massive areas. And they all have like miners caps on and you get to enter the caves. When you enter the caves, this there is a sweet aroma, sweet smell of blueberries mixed with coal and salty sweat. All the tour guides take out this signature lantern that illuminates a nice soft blue. It looks like a souvenir lantern that you could probably buy at a gift shop. And this blue light uh, accents the cave walls. Uh, there's like these um, purple crystals that illuminate with the lantern really, really well. And it's a very, the cave is very calming and pleasing to the eye. And you go deeper into the cave and the tour starts to slow down to keep everybody together as the cave, as the mines do twist and uh, twist and turn and they swerve. And you guys are like getting out of the way of mine carts that are hauling these massive blueberries. Um, as the workers are passing by, they're like handing a blueberry to some lucky few. Uh, can I reach out to grab one? Absolutely. You snuff some kid and you take a blueberry. <laughs> Put the fuck out of my way. And I elbow him. It's like the grown guy at the baseball game yeah. that like catches the fly ball over the kid. This blueberry feels heavy like a small boulder. The cave design itself doesn't look like a normal mine that Minish you would be used to or Drell you would be used to. It looks like it was carved with the attention in detail of being looked at. And lastly, along these walls, as you get to the harvesting part of the cave, you see these massive blueberries hanging off the walls rather than being grown in the ground. And the roots are actually made of stone that are holding these giant blueberries. It's nature is defying physics growing these blueberries. It's very weird why and how these even exist, how something organic comes from stone. And then Sid goes, me, 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 me. What's going on, Sid? What? What's up? Me, 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 me. Points to Blueberry, points to Sid. Points to Blueberry, points to Sid. Oh. Yeah, I guess it kind of looks like you. I walk over to one and like hold him next to a Blueberry. I mean, we'll get it. Which don't. So they get the tour guides begin to give a couple more quips and funny antics. Um, about you know beer and the breweries and everyone's laughing and having a good, good time and then as the tour continues you notice a tempo switch and an increase of tour guides and they're routing the group a different direction um as they veer a hard left and you see a tour guide motioning people away from a cave entrance that doesn't look as nice or as clean as the rest this is the cave entrance that you suspect the goat was talking about but it looks like we're gonna go past it they're they're motioning you past it. There's one tour guide. It's like, all right, this way, everybody, keep it going. Uh, then yeah, I try to fade. Like I want to kind of just fall back far enough where they think everyone already kept walking. So there is a tour guide in the back of the group to Fucking prevent shit. such things. Uh -huh. So what do you what would you guys like to do as you're passing this cave entrance way? I want to go in it. So you're saying this nine foot <laughs> drill 
is standing around dwarfs and then I'm crouched, bro. I'm incognito. While you're trying to linger back, you do notice that the tour guide that is like motioning everybody is stationed there. Doesn't look like it to be moving. We got two ideas. First idea. You know how when there's like a spotlight and the light is facing towards someone, everything behind the light is invisible to the to mm -hmm. like the human eye. I could set up some lights so that it creates that effect and we go around those lights and slide behind the guy. Or second of we kill him. <laughs> just no I'm just kidding. Oh, I like the sound of that. Or I like could uh, do a mage hand with my insects and distract him a bit. Okay, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna have menace cause a distraction. <laughs> he's gonna act like a kid that's lost and he's gonna <laughs> run up to the guy and try to ask him to help find his parents. And then Armos and I will go back down the hallway. <sighs> and then we'll just meet up with Menace later. <laughs> That's our best option. I'm going to give you guys 60 seconds to come up with an idea because we're pressing for time here. What are the three of the you lost doing? Child. <laughs> okay, here we go. I shout to the guard as we're in the back of the group. Give me a distinctive thing on him. So the guard is wearing the pin that says, I love touring. And he's wearing the same tour master's guide. And and he sees the th he sees you, Armos, and he goes, ah, please, please catch up. You don't want to get lost down here. Very confusing. I grab, I grab Menace's journal and I'm like, hey, can you look at something real quick? And as he goes to look at the journal, I blind him. <laughs> he goes to look at a journal and with your 23 uh, to get his attention, you cast blindness. <laughs> He rolled a 12 and he failed and he is now blind. He goes, oh dear, oh dear. And he's rubbing his eyes like, oh dear, what happened? Oh, dear. who turned the lights out here? Who turned the lights? He's rubbing his eyes. Who turned the lights out? Who turned wow, okay, okay. Listen, everybody follow the group. Somebody grab my hand, please. Somebody grab my hand. He's like, crouched down. He's like looking for like the wall. He goes, hey, put my hand on the left side of the wall. Put my hand on the left side of the wall, please. So I know how to get out of here. Please, 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 please. And he's. I grab his hand and give it to one of the other people in the group. Be like, here you go. Here you go. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, okay, okay. And he starts to walk away with the rest of the tour group. And this caveway uh, is now yours to travel down. We sneak away down Let's the go. cave. <laughs> you walk down the caveway and it goes for about. 15, 20 feet. And the darkness, this pathway is not illuminated. As the light fades behind you, the hallway is interrupted by a massive steel door. The steel door looks bolted into the sides of the mountain. The steel door is rather large. It's about 12 feet tall. It looks reinforced. If only we had a way to get through metal. Oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, it, I don't. What? What happened, man? Uh, no, I just. What? You had a good idea to get through this metal door? I really didn't want to go back to that bug place this soon, but I might have a way to get through this door. Well, you can look at the door, or you can try to open it. You know what I'm saying? You just saw a giant steel oh, door. Yeah. Let me. Let's look at this door real quick. But I, if nothing else works, I have an idea. Yeah. Can we inspect the door? door is locked but as you investigate the door everyone give me an investigation check it's my first roll of the episode i'm feeling pretty good about this let me see 12 investigation 21 12 
with a 21, you are looking at the door and you see that it's very reinforced, but not reinforced in the way you think a door would be reinforced, like, you know, to keep invaders out, right? As you're looking at the massive steel dwarven door, you see that there are steel plates welded in various spots. They don't look like patterns. There's no pattern or rhyme or reason to it. It just looks like it's covering perhaps damage done to it. When you look at the sides of the door, you notice that the door is bolted into the cave walls, but it has a rocky foundation. Leave. <laughs> Leave the podcast. <laughs> the door looks like it was put up hastily, but you see that where the door is drilled into the cave walls, the cave walls look cracked. And is it, so the locking mechanism, is it on this side or is it on the other side? It's on this side. So it's like the external side, not yeah. the internal side of the door. Right. All right. Interesting. Oh, uh, I take my crowbar out of my pack and I just uh, start wedging at it. <laughs> hey, yeah, give me a hand, Armus, why don't you get in there and see if you can help? Well, I think I got a crowbar, <laughs> I think, in this bag somewhere. Yeah, it would totally help, but I don't have one. I, like, kind of move my giant slayer around on my back. Can we see to the other side through the little keyhole? Who's looking? Me. I'm going to look. You look through the keyhole, and you really have to focus through. Make me a perception check. 11. With an 11, you look through, and you don't really get much. And you really can't see through it because this door is really reinforced. But you manage to get some light as you see a brilliant red light. <laughs> That's all you can get with an 11. Gotcha. Uh, I didn't want to have to do this, but I... Looks like it's gonna be up to me. Um, and I will go over and I'll help the the gang try to use their crowbars and I'll you know try to wedge the uh, the locks or the the frame on the side of me and try to break it. Yeah, I'm trying to just uh, push it away from the wall. Um, give me yes, give me an athletics check with advantage drill as you're getting the help from Minus. <laughs> oh. Those were rough. Uh, 14 looks like all I was able to do. That is not going to do it. Despite all your strength, as you pull through, you realize you need just a little bit more strength to really break it away. Yeah, see, it's the bugs. Uh, I didn't get the stretch this morning. Hey, give me the crowbar. <laughs> Let me try. <laughs> oh, wait. Here, I think I got an idea. I want to use the alchemy jug that I have in summon acid from it. Oh. Okay, the alchemy jug with the acid. Yeah, we should drizzle it around the edges, right? Yeah, can we just yeah. like pour it on the rod, like the rods that are like nailing the frame into the, the wall? So here's what's going to happen the okay. acid will work to an extent. It's going to lower the DC. But because this is your second time doing it, that's also going to impact your DC as well. So any strength check that you try to do on this door, you're going to have a negative two modifier to it. What if I try it? <laughs> yeah, you can try with with uh <laughs> normally and the acid will bring down the dc of the door you see as you guys are talking about what you can do you see sid like tapping you on your shoulder as he has an idea and he's looking at you and he looks like he's playing charades and he's trying to like drink something he's like look 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 what's what's your idea i don't i don't know what sid points to you and then makes a drinking motion like meh, 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 meh. 
and flexes and then and tries to open door. I know what he's saying, but I don't want to use it right now. <laughs> I want to save it. <laughs> What's he saying, Menace? Does it does it seem like it'd be like really necessary to use it now? Seems like as good as opportunity as any. Well, we're having a predicament, Menace. I would hope you you would use a way for us to do it. I mean, hey, I was I was gonna save it, but Sid, if you want me to do it, I'll give it a shot. All right, Drell, move aside. Okay. <laughs> All right. Me, 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 me. And he points at Sid. Points at both of you. What? Me, 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 huh? Maybe if you guys share, you'll get the benefit for half the time. Me, 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 me. And he what? like waves <laughs> off Armos. <laughs> not very good at the straights thing. Menace, how can you not understand what this thing's saying? It's really confusing. No, I, I get it. I just don't want to use the potion. All right, I'm going to use the potion because I'll be bullied into using it. <laughs> All right, so. All right, Drell, put, uh, put that acid on real quick, and I'm going to take a little sip of something over here. <clears throat> All right, Armos, make yourself useful. Pour the acid on there while we get lumber. Uh, uh, <laughs> I get Wait, lumber? Yeah, I gotta stretch it out. You mean limber? Limber. <laughs> That's what I said. I said limber. We're all saying the same thing. We're getting lamber. We're literally saying the same thing. <laughs> I'm gonna get lamber over here. Mm -hmm. Okay. Just Look. getting lumber. Uh, I'm gonna get my lombard. <laughs> all right, I'm a little scared of this potion, Sid. I gotta be honest, but uh, let's give it a little. Uh, give it a little swig. <laughs> Down the hatch. The potion you just drank. Was acid? No, the potion you just drank was the <laughs> potion of hill giant strength. For one hour, your strength score is now twenty-one. Oh my god, menace! You see, Sid looks like he has like an extra boulder added onto him. He's like, <laughs> and he's mimicking what the what fuck you're feeling. Menace, what is this? Oh. Wow, something happened to me, guys. Wait, wait, why do I sound different? <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> and Sid uh, is roiding uh, out. All right, uh, Drell, give me the give me the crowbar, Drell. Let me give it a shot. <laughs> I can barely lift my arms up above, above oh my, my head. Oh my god. Minus, <laughs> you walk over as Armos, you pour the acid from the alchemy jug onto the weak, what you believe is the weak points of the door. Minus, go ahead and give me a athletics check with advantage as you and Drell try to pry open this door. Drell, you could also make the same roll. And uh, pull. That's uh, a 19. I got a 17. You use the crowbar as you begin to make way. The acid begins to corrode at the rock and the steel beams as the door swings open on one of the hinges. And it is going to slam into the cave wall. I need you to make me a dexterity saving throw. Any one of you to try to catch the door before it slams and creates a giant echo and blows your cover. It's a 16. Yeah, you got this, Menace. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I, uh, I rolled a five. Drell, you get knocked back off the sheer force that Menace is putting out as the door swings open as you fall. And as the door swings and about to hit the cave wall to make the loudest bang you ever heard, Menace just catches it without even looking as a reflex. 
great Scott. Oh, wow. This is crazy, guys. <laughs> Minus your glutes look fantastic. Drill, is this how you feel 24 7? I was going to say, I'm like on my back looking on the backside of Minus, and he's just flexing the biggest glutes I've ever seen Minus flex before. I've got life. an eight pack on my back. <laughs> the red glow illuminates the hallway that you're in. As the steel door is removed, a room that is drastically different from the cave entrance. This room looks refined and decorated in pristine stone. The room looks like an entranceway to a fancy manor or an old castle. The room has marble columns at the other end of it. Between the two columns is a massive blood ore vein that is shining a brilliant red. However, the blood ore looks misplaced. The blood ore vein itself looks to have busted through the floor, damaging the decor around it. You can see the cracks and ripples throughout the foundation as it continues through the ceiling of the room. You instantly notice that this ore vein was not the was not in the initial construction plan. Oh, Drell, you're gonna have to hold Armos back. I think you can do it, to be honest. Oh yeah. <laughs> what? The hell? <laughs> the room is not massive or anything. It's actually a smaller room. But the the blood ore vein is rather big as it's bursting through the floor in between these two marble columns. It looks like it's blocking something. The size of the room is only is about 60 feet wide, but it cones inward. The room is shaped like a cone where the marble columns would be the uh, points of the room. The shard is about 30 feet away from you. Armos, don't do what I think you're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> I think we officially need to start voting on whether or not Armos can absorb shit in his little book. Armos. Armos. Everyone say aye. Uh, Armos. Oh, you need me to say aye? Yeah, I, uh, I agree. Deal. Uh, I know. <laughs> Hey. Yo, yo, what deal? What deal are you talking about? When does my voice get back to normal? I hate this. What deal are we talking about? Just, you know, I gotta smack that thing with my book and I start to run out. I try and grab him. Yeah, me too. Uh, go ahead and make me a contested strength check, a raw strength roll to see if you can grapple. Oh, God. You're gonna make a grapple check against Armos. Uh, oh. I got a 17. You grab Armos. Armos, you have to give me a contested strength check to see no. if you can break free. I got a 12. I feel like I actually grab him with my legs like WWE or WWF. <laughs> and I like do a somersault and grab him and pin him on the ground. Menace, you at least get the fluff ball. And I look at I get original. <laughs> oh, Sid, Sid already took care of him. <laughs> so Armos, you run towards the blood or vein and Drell manages to catch you and restrains you back and you're holding the tome and the tome is lit up as it was reacting to the shard before you as you guys are holding Armos go ahead and make me a perception check want to see all those monsters that are riding on the gym <laughs> yeah I was gonna say we can kind of see them already <laughs> unnatural 20 an unnatural 20 so um <laughs> A uh, little side note here. I, I put them on the wrong layer on accident. My I knew okay. it. Yep. <laughs> Forgot to put them on the DM layer. What are those bugs all over the giant blood shard? As you get closer to the giant blood shard, Minus, 
with an unnatural 20, you see that these giant bugs were masked and hiding within the shard's glow. And these bugs look about one to two feet tall. And huge, massive antennas with massive pincers, four giant legs. Everyone roll me initiative. Mm, Uh, Fucking eight bugs. 13. I was close to you, Drow, but I was 14 this time. Two. Oh, God. I uh, I saw this bug at the Buzz, uh, buzz Ranch. Wait, you you this see one? these hairy bugs about two, like one to two feet big with fuzzy antennas, long, fin-like tails scattered all over this massive blood shard. Yep, I'm out. And I turn around. <laughs> Menace, these oh. are indeed the same rust bugs that oh. you saw at Buzzcuz Ranch. Oh, which... That's what the patching is. Okay. These rust monsters begin to skitter towards you, and that is where we're going to end this week's session. Uh, you got to capture one of these things alive and sell it to that weirdo. Oh, wait. That's actually a great idea, Drell. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Flex. <laughs> what a good sew, dude. Ooh. Oh, man. We. What a sew. <laughs> got in it. <laughs> Well, I, I was okay. In. I gotta be honest. I didn't expect Menace to go to Buzzga's ranch, and I'm like, this is a perfect <laughs> way to foreshadow yeah, what they're yeah, about real. to see. This is amazing. It. I thought you literally switched it. Oh, the monsters. Yeah, the monster that was in there. No, we no, no, there. no. I had this planned from from the start. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, he's gonna go to Buzzga's. He would definitely have one well, of these. That's after show material. Yeah. Am I right? Ooh, <laughs> on Patreon. Oh. Yeah, patreon.com slash dnd404. <laughs> be there or be a rust bug. A, a rust bug. That's oh, right. Listen, listen. Remember when I said I was going to get revenge for killing my giant octopus so easily? Well, looking at the number of these, yeah, I'm not excited. Good you thing counted, I use my bare fucking hands. You counted 16 rust monsters scattered along. Yeah, I can count. I know how to count. <laughs> DM. <laughs> Thanks. Can you can you count? <laughs> oh, nice. Ooh, so many. Oh, what a good what a good episode. I love uh, episodes where we get a lot of knowledge. We it's got probably, a lot of info. Yeah, a lot of info. And we're gonna talk about all that info on the after show, guys. That's if right. You, we have an after show on our Patreon. You can find that link down below. You can listen to all our after shows and funny hijinks and hoodwinks uh, that we do in the background. It's some deleted scenes. Go over there to our Patreon. Again, that's patreon.com slash DND, the letters, and then followed by three numbers, 404, patreon.com slash DND 404. We're about to release some mm, juicy secrets, so be there. And we'll see you next time. Say bye, everybody. Later. (laughs) Pray for us. Now it's time to thank our Patreon supporters, starting with the Sigic College alumni. First up is Ulrich Shielddust, who has just created the Chet Foundation to help teach inner-city kids how to play music. Between that and his smithing work, Ulrich hasn't had time to do much else. However, he was approached by a giant snake recently who seemed lost. It slithered up to Ulrich with nothing but a crude drawing of a boulder, a hunk of ivory, and village houses. He didn't know what 
what that snake wanted, but fit him with a nice metal helmet. Artemis, head RA of the Alchemist Dormitory, has been awarded Employee of the Month over at the Sigic College. He has broken various records such as longest time gone without accidents and most students disciplined within their first month of work. Artemis is dealing with some controversy, however, after a reporter published statements from various students saying things like, the new RA threatened to break my kneecaps if I was caught out after curfew again. But that's probably nothing more than libel. Do you know what Alara Dawnstar is doing right now? <laughs> Neither do we, because monks of the astral cranes of the Copper Mountains ain't no snitches. Rumors have made it around that she is one of the most powerful monks in her division at her age in her weight class on this side of the mountain. Someone told me recently they saw Alara riding a four-headed hydra in the Kambuki Isles, but that can't be true. That multi-headed hydra is nothing more than a story told to scare children, right? Marcus Rico, shameful alumni of the Sigic College, was caught stealing candy from a baby. Again. Lord Baron has sent many guards after the man and has promised mothers all over that their candy will remain safe moving forward. But Marcus Sweet Tooth knows no bounds. What will he get up to next? And now it's time for Humbrea's heroes. Alex Dredd is still searching for that Hydra, but got sidetracked helping 20 grandmothers cross a busy road. What a noble guy. Man with Glass has decided to represent himself in the upcoming trial after stealing alchemy supplies from the Sigic College. Perhaps he should plead psychic damage. Pascal Elliot, aka Charcoal Darts, was almost finished with her mural in the city of Dilmore, but requested two more weeks to get Treus Bugue's armor just right. That'll do it this week for our Patreon subscribers. If you'd like to hear your name shouted out here with your own unique little story, why don't you go on over to patreon.com dnd404 and join the crew. See you next time, everybody.